0: And Hawk goes right to the fence. The fans of the Orange Bowl watching the action in both rings now. As Dusty Rhodes nailing both the champion and the war machine. Both go down. Left hand to the head. And Flair and Rhodes go at it in the opposite ring. The next time the bell sounds, it'll be a three-on-three. Hawk with a drop kick. This is Doc Gallows and the Machine Gun oh Carl Anderson, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil, Jay, and that pain-in-the-ass choppy, and that's just... Just. Too. Sweet. Ski. Woo-hoo. Your shows, your entertainment, and your network. This is and
1: Remember, what this network wants, this network gets. I promise you that.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. Broadcasting live from
1: Shaolin, Staten Island. Freak Show Central. Where's that? New York City. The recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting. It's the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast on Rant EM Radio. Proud member of the Shining Wizards Network and Dark Satellite Media. Citizens of the Nation. I shall not try to conceal the gravity of the situation of this front country, nor the concern of your government in protecting the lives and property of its
0: I'm rolling in a four-barrel Camaro, toward the tri-borough, eyes narrow, East River flow with marrow, alongside the bridge zombies, pushing bodies in wheelbarrows, bitches sterile follow, on clutches of rusted arrows, try to breathe through esophagus stuffed with sparrows, listen to the wheeze of hysterical, pleads for miracles, time to overthrow the imperial, terror, the spherical, I turn the steering wheel, and pull into a 7-Eleven, met up with Billy, Danny, Robin, Evan, from the fucking bio, yo, we down for some, Survival with acid range and skin infested by termites, hermaphrodites on bike swing sprites, think twice as I try to pacify the pariah beside the driver in shotgun, Kelly flips the riser, time to devise a plan to reverse the demise of man before he's met by the last set of the sun, Armageddon, no question to answer, disaster results from behavior patterns, earth lay raped, escaped to shattered in a capsule, 13 days of travel upon arrival, plans unravel. Imbalance of chemical pheromones Clones with no genitals surround us We can't fuck them No means of reproduction I hear a scream and turn in that direction 33, 23, 33 I see seven coming towards us To reward us
1: Disorder Yeah man New World Disorder. New World Disorder. Uh, I've been on a bio has a kick lately. Episode 460 of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Good morning, good evening, whatever hour you're going to be listening to this. We are live to tape tonight, today, whatever. It's July 1st, 2022, and I'm riding solo. I... For the last ten years, I've been your gracious host, The Impact Player, Mr. Philly Ray, and I wasn't gonna do an episode. I gave the boys a week, uh, the weekend off. Choppy gets almost every weekend off now because he's never here, so I don't even have his bell. I can't ring it, but either way, I don't care. We are. Uh, I, I. I'm. I'm angry. I'm sad. I'm a little happy. I got a lot of mixed emotions, so we're gonna get into it. And you know how this goes with the filatorials. I don't know how long I'm going. I don't care. I'm going to uh, talk to my to talk to my beautiful my beautiful public, the masses, if you will. Getting very nostalgic because it's that time of year. It's the um, we technically we're two two more days away from the 10th anniversary of Turnbuckle Throwbacks, right? So. We can't celebrate it till later on in the month because you know how it is. No one's here, and I gotta want to make it right for everybody. And we have a lot of people who support us and who stick by us and do the right thing with us behind the scenes. I want to make sure they're all around as well. But technically, 10 years ago, uh, three to two days from now, I, in a very, very small apartment, barely one-bedroom apartment, on the North Shore of Staten Island, um, started a podcast with a 10-year-old computer and a $3 microphone. And uh, Kevin Castle was my inspiration, obviously, and my son. And uh, Kev was like, you know, you should be doing this. And I'm like, nah, you know, you you you, uh, you set the standard, man. You and DT are like, you know, the standard. So he's like, no, no, you know, you you, you got a gift of gab and you've always knew your stuff and blah, blah, blah. So Kevin inspired me. And I started it, but and I was like twenty episodes into, I got a co-host. But the thing, and you know, you guys all know the story, and I and I'll get and I'll get into all the accolades, you know, later on, and um, you know, when we do the actual anniversary show, because there's so many people we have to thank and 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 give props to, right? But you know, right after that, I met the Wizards, so the network is going to be ten years old too you know, and then like another year, I think, another, another year, I think, they just think that the, the network's out in 13, but they, they, they already established their podcast almost a year before mine, so they've already been in the game, so we've all been friends a long time now, Like it's been a decade, um, what a fucking day, what a, what a time, huh, I don't know, uh, I don't know how much longer we're gonna be doing this, you know, it just depends on the participation. And, uh, when this becomes a job, I'm going to stop doing it because my job is beating the shit out of me. We'll get into that in a minute. But, like, I don't need another job like that that doesn't make any money. <laughs> you know? Uh, I'm not, try- I'm not, you know, disgruntled that I didn't make any money off of this. I'm not. This wasn't about making money. This was about having fun. And, my God, I have we had some fun and we've had some great times and I've met lifelong friends because of the podcast. Legit friends, people who have your back, people who are down for life, people who are pausing for the same cause as you are, and like-minded people. If you surround yourself later in life with with like-minded people and you get a chance to break bread with them and be a part of their family and you have have them be a part of your family, it becomes so much stronger than the bond any bond that you've had in your life, you know. And let's face it, man, I failed at life <laughs> in a lot of ways, you know. I failed at relate two failed marriages, um probably some business ventures I I let go because I was just too scared to invest my time and money. Uh I don't know. There's so many things that you know, I don't I don't want to have regrets. You know, I've never been one of those guys to have, like, regrets. And I'm starting to feel later in life now with this, uh, you know, with this midlife crisis thing. I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to to not have regrets per se, but, like, I'm starting to have the Like, the, the coulda, shoulda, woulda. You know, like, oh, man, I, I at one point I don't mind living check to check. Now it's like, man, oh, I could really use a car right now. <laughs> or, man, I could really use a bigger place to live. But what is it about? Is it a bigger car? Is it a big car? Is it a bigger place? What's the end goal? What am I going to get out of these things? Space and less time and transportation? Will it, will it improve my quality of life? I don't know. You know? I don't know will it improve my quality of life. Will it make me happy? I don't know. You know? Uh, I had an old friend, like, randomly reach out to me last week after, like, 12 years of not speaking to them. And, like, I got a text, and I was like, what the fuck is this, you know? And then we started talking. And I said, the friend's like, are you still, because you had a falling out, are you still mad at me? And I'm like, I don't think really 12 years is like, how do you be mad you? You really, you have to, like, rob me or kill my mom to be for me to be really fucking mad at you for 12 years, you know? But I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not, and I, I'm not one of those dudes. I can't, you know... And someone told me I well, was. That's one of your qualities, you know. You you're a good dude, and you you. I have all these adjectives added to me, like you're wonderful, you're amazing, you're awesome. And I'm like, I, I don't know, I don't feel that, and that's why I have therapy <laughs> tomorrow and in, in some in most months, right? But I don't know, man. I, I I don't I don't look at it like that, and maybe I should. Maybe I don't. Maybe maybe I mean I know myself worth, but maybe I don't know the value of. This and what it's done for me and for other people and uh you know the podcast has done so many things for me, you know being selfish for a second right and it's given me this platform to do whatever to f- do whatever I want basically you know and it's gotten me in trouble and it's given me like i said friendships and it's given me um Insight up to the world, not just professional wrestling, and we'll get into that in a few minutes. Because if so much has gone down this last week, I'm just like uh, my soul hurts. Like I am mentally exhausted. I can right now go on my couch and try to go to sleep for like a week, and I and I and I barely get four hours of sleep a night. So you guys know that if I'm mentally tired, then you know that I'm like I just to, for me to do this. I woke up this morning very emotional. I'm like you know what. I'm going to give the kids something because I need to talk about some things that are bothering me and things that are making me happy at the same time. And this is the greatest part about Turnbuckle Throwbacks is that it's like a Louis Anderson stand-up show. We turn tragedy into comedy, right? That's what we're going to do. We're going to turn tragedy into comedy. Not even comedy. We're going to be fun. We're going to have fun. Life is too short. And I lost a couple of friends recently in the last couple of years because of COVID and cancer and, uh my job my industry is taking an absolute beating and i'm feeling the effects of it now and it's really 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 re- it's really killing me emotionally and physically and now mentally like i'm drained told my mom my mom called me last night i'm like i am just i'm done with things that i can't fix you know and i've mentioned that on several philatorials the philatorials are like again that's my out I won't do religion and politics on social media, but I'll do it on here because it's mine, you know. And uh, you can agree. You can disagree. I can, you know, zero fucks given at this point, you know. And if you agree, then God bless. If you don't, uh, you know, we're not going to lose the friendship because you have a different opinion, you know, and people need to realize. People need to respect other people's opinions. I've seen people get abused on social media because they like a certain wrestler or, or a certain angle in wrestling or a certain era in wrestling or a certain anything. You know, it's it, it you if you like it, you like it and you hold on to that. Don't uh, don't worry about what anybody else says or does. Opinions are like assholes and I've said this a million times. Everybody has them. Some of them stink. Some of them are great. But keep Keep yours to you and do you. You know, it makes you It makes you who you are. You know, it makes you who you are. Like, you know, this Deontay kid on our page, he posts all the time on, like, two different pages, three different pages that we have. And you know what? I, I'm like 50-50 on this kid. There are days where I'm like, man, that kid's got it. Then there are days, like, I don't know what you're smoking, where you're from, but, you know. But he's honest and he's true to his game and he likes to, he likes what he likes and he wants to share with everybody. You know what? If again, it goes back to the whole like-minded people thing, you know what? I you know I I got friends. I've like acquaintances all over the world. Literally, I've made a friendship on almost every continent on this planet except for maybe Africa. I know friends, I have friends from Africa, but they're not there right now anymore. Right? And it just my experience with people and working on an ambulance and working in, in um in civil service and being with people all the time and from different cultures, it's done two things for me. It's it's humbled me in many ways I've I can't even explain to you guys on a podcast. And it made me sort of ignorant to certain things that, you know, you oh my God, I've been living in this bubble my whole life and I live in a and I live in a in a city of of 200 over 200 countries and like 14 million people you know so and part of that part of that, that 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 there's my segue, part of this this ignorance that i have is the fact that you know my generation um there's an ignorance to my generation and i and i and I, and, I, and let me explain this to to my to my to my uh gen x people and 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 and, and above my generation is ignorant to the point where we grew up on some like, you know, crazy stuff and socially, economically, you know, entertainment and stuff like that. Like, they, like you know, the stuff that, that I grew up with, it, a third of it offends most of the world now. And I'm talking everything, like, you know, whether it be uh, media, music, um. Television, like anything that I love in life, offends everybody some way, including words in my lexicon. Okay, so last week I'm in, I'm at work, and uh, uh, I used a word. But there was three people in the room. Three people, usually six or seven. There was me and two other people. I'm the only white person in the room, and there's a point why I'm saying that. So I said a word, not the N word, guys. Relax. I said a word that's in my lexicon every day, and someone acknowledged that I didn't mean it the way it was presented, but they took it that way, and took me to took me to to the task, and and management got involved, and and like you know, I was floored, you know. And I feel like, you know, I was told I was told at work recently that you know you have a you have a voice you have a presence, people look up to you you have an audience you know choose your audience wisely. And I thought I did. (laughs) There were three of us in the room. We're all the same age almost. Matter of fact, the one person's a year older than me, and the other one's close to me in age, probably my sister's age. So like two years older, younger than me, three years older maybe, younger. So I I figured you know what I can I can. I wasn't looking to get a reaction, so so much of a rise, but I'm just making a joke, and up until the last 30 seconds of the joke, um, it got serious, and they were like, well, we didn't want to, like, you know, we didn't want to come, there were two people that were offended, and we didn't want to come to you because we felt like if we did, we you would have took it the wrong way, and we would have had words, and... Started saying stuff that we didn't we didn't mean and da 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 you know you have to understand something I spend forty hours and, and four days a week with these people right some of them I've known almost my almost my entire EMS tenure you know so you know I I I got reamed and this didn't get resolved I got reamed last week and it didn't get resolved until yesterday. Um, and I was like, I, I sat in agony for a week, literally beat myself up over it, like, because it wasn't my intention, and he knew it wasn't my intention, so now I'm like shutting down, I'm not talking to nobody, I'm like, you know, I'm being distant, I'm not being mean, I'm not being condescending, I'm not being rude, I'm just not engaging in conversations that that, that are not work-related, I'm not ordering lunch, I'm not the happy, lucky Phil, hey, what's going on, hey, what's, you don't know, want to hear a joke, and... I learned a lot about myself in this week. That I learned that, you know, my audience now is so small when I'm not doing this. (laughs) When I'm doing this, my audience goes all over the world if you look at the downloads. They don't buy any T-shirts, but that's besides the point. But you guys all get my message, and some of you guys like it. Some of you sometimes you disagree with me, and you call me out on it. And I appreciate you. It's not going to end my friendship with you because you don't agree with me, you know? I love Jim Cornette. I, I don't I don't like half the shit he says. You know, I don't like half the shit he says. But I love Jim Cornette, and I agree with him a lot of ways because he's still an insightful wrestling mind, and I and I love that nostalgia about him, and I hate it at the same time. I digress. So my point is, is like, and then all this news is coming out, like all the stuff's going on in the country, and I'm like, I'm just numb, and I feel like I'm on an island sometimes by myself, you know? And it's like, well, you know, I'm not. I have to just choose my audience. And I'm like, well, why can't my audience be as cool as my my throwback is? Why can't they accept who I am as a person? You know why they can't? Because they don't understand, and they don't talk to me like you guys talk to me or like you guys listen or my peers that do all the shows. Like you guys, they don't get it you know, these, these, these other people, they don't get it. And they all know I do a podcast. They don't, they don't know if they listen. You know, at this point, I can care less. And you know, if they do, God bless. Thank you very much. Buy a T-shirt. com slash Throwbacks. Cheap plug. Um, but if you do listen, then you know how extremely sorry I am. I would never intentionally hurt anybody with my words. Period. I have a son who's 15. He's the light of my life. He's not mine, biologically, but he is the the light of my life. As MJF would say, he's the salt of the earth. He is the coolest kid in the room, and he was raised that way. Because he had like-minded parents who understood the value of Self and the value of an individual being an individual, and the value of not giving him what we got as par as as kids. Because I tell you, my home life sucked; it was awful, and I am regretting it now. For the, not regretting it, I am I am feeling the effects of it now, and I am gonna be forty eight years old next month. So it's like there is this. This responsibility that I have, even though he's not in my life every day anymore, I still have a responsibility to him because he chose he chose that. His family chose that. I would never put myself in a situation where he would hear something that would that would legit offend him. Because he's heard me say some outlandish shit, you know? But he also knows it ends there. The joke ends there. The statement ends there. It doesn't resonate with with anything bad, right? So I'm sorry I'm going to be a little emotional today, I don't care. So like you 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 put yourself out there all the time like Dice said. Like, you put yourself out there. <laughs> you do. You put yourself out there just like Dice used to say. And that's where I got that word from that I used. I got it from his act almost. You know. Um and I'm not going to get into it. It's just it's just a, uh, you know, Um, I, I, you know, I I had to apologize and do this whole diatribe and whatever. And I got a lot out of it because now I know, like, I think everybody's my friend. Oh, what's up? You know, everybody's cool. Everybody's my friend. No, it's not like that. You could be the coolest kid in the room and not have any friends in there, but you. (laughs) And guess what, kids? I'm okay with it. I'm sad that it had to happen. But I'm 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 okay with it because you know what? At the end of the day, um, and I told this to my to my, my manager yesterday, I'd rather, I've never been fired from a job, okay? And I've been in the same industry almost a third of my life. I would rather lose my job. And mind you, if I lose my job, I'm homeless. Me and Augie, we're homeless. Like, we don't have any friends helping us. We don't have anybody, no place to go. I'm sure somebody would put us up, but I don't know about Augie. But like, this is it. I don't eat. I can't live if I lose my job. Okay, but I would rather lose my job than my integrity, because my integrity gets me the job. My integrity and my and my and my and my inner self gets me out of bed every morning to come to the job. And I'm like, you know, if there was a we had a meeting yesterday before this all happened. And it was like, you know, one of the topics were, you know, like, you know, back in the day, and they used me as an example, of course, you know, Phil's been here a long time, and Phil's been here for almost 20 years, and and the back in the day, we helped each other, and da-da-da-da-da, and I'm like, yeah, but it's not like that no more. It's not like that no more. And I can't blame the room for being, not being as helpful as we were back in the day. We all took care of each other. We knew, you know, who worked extra shifts because they had kids, the other guys and girls had kids, and... Who came in early because the other guy had a second job, or who came in late because you know they had it, they were coming from another job, or you know who who went above and beyond for patients, doing patient care and or or whatever the case may be. Like I can't blame the room, but I'm blaming the world because the world made you that way. Now, you know, and uh, it, it's it's sad state of affairs you know we're we're in this uh inflation and you know with with fuel and food i mean i literally i went to food shopping like 3 weeks ago and i literally spent almost 200 bucks and i don't i don't think i had three bags of groceries maybe yeah, i did have three bags but not a lot of shit and i'm like and i was with my parents last week when we went shopping i'm like my mom spent double that and she was like, "What did I get?" I'm like, I don't, "I don't know." Like, but this is what this is the world and peaks and boundaries. You know, this is not always gonna be like this. You know, but of course, it's whose fault is it? Oh, it's Biden's fault. It's Trump's fault. It's so and so's fault. It's you know, somebody's got to be to blame, right? You know, somebody's got to be to blame. And depend and depending on what side of the fence you're on, that's the blame. That's the blame. So. And I'm beyond that. I'm beyond like no one's respecting the 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 side of the fence that you're on. We've all lost touch with that between social media and the news outlets. You know whether it's Fox News or CNN or MSNBC. Like depending on which side of the coin you're on, and I use all these sides on these side cliches. I don't know if you got if you catching that, but I like using them. Whatever side you're on allegedly has a legit argument about what's going on in the world, you know? So when Roe versus Wade gets overturned uh, the other day, I immediately go back to the George Collin thing about abortions and basically something he said 20-something years ago is exactly what's going on now. So without me getting too crazy into it, obviously I I. I disagree with the overturning of the, of the rule. I can't see taking reproductive rights away from women. You know, I can't see a government governing someone's body, physical body. I just can't see it. You know, I can't see the government of whatever state you live in telling you how to how to. Whether to keep a baby or not, or you know what's considered life before, uh, a- after uh, conception, like th- th- this whole thing, and I we have a lot of female wrestling fans, so it's like I know that this is this is a you know they're all thinking about this too. It's, I mean I don't get it. You know I don't get that you know you could be raped and have to carry a child, you know, molested carry a child you know to, you can be you can conceive and then know that you can't carry because of a physical condition you know and then still have to carry that child you know so these burdens are now like legal <laughs> and illegal depending on where you go You know, and I was, oh, Phil, it's real easy for you. You live in a blue state. (sighs) I've heard all this before. And I'm like, I don't care if I lived in a blue state, a red state, pink, black, fucking yellow, green, purple horseshoes. I don't care. Okay. Your body is your body. No one, no one, no governing body should have control over a human body. Okay. I'm sorry. You want to, you want to flip the economy. You want to flip fucking commerce. You want to flip. Property and, 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 you know, or anything else that's... But your body is your body. You know? If you can't have say on who's in office, or you can't have say on who runs your local government, or if you, if you don't have a say, or you didn't vote for that person or persons, you can vote for your body. You can vote for your body. You can vote to change your status. You want to be... If a she wants to be a he, he wants to be a her. They want to be them. That is your fucking prerogative, okay? I don't understand a lot of that other stuff, like you know the whole pronouns and all this other shit. I I don't understand. I'm learning every day. I'm not ignorant. I wanna I want everybody to be happy, and not this whole my hand kumbaya Crosby Stills and Nash type shit either. I'm talking about just like living in harmony to To be productive and move forward with society, because this generation is fucked, and generations after this are fucked. So, as bad as my, as ignorant as my generation, we have an ignorance. I'm not saying we're ignorant, as, as the ignorance of my generation and prior to that generation, right? Of all the of the on un, the, un, the undoings and everything else that went on in, in the world, how much? Of an effect is this going to have on future generations? You know, you're basically telling half of the women population in the, in the country that they, they can't get an abortion. You know, you you're basically telling half the government, uh, half the women in this country, that that what to do with their body. Healthcare is already fucked up. I work in healthcare. Okay a big farm is 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 a worse uh business than drug selling okay health insurance is a fucking racket okay we're the only country in the world that charges their fucking their their public uh for health insurance okay i i, I have to I have to take vitamins every month like, real powerful vitamins because my body doesn't absorb certain vitamins because I had, when I had bariatric surgery and no 08. So it, it affects my thyroid, and it just, it has some other effects on me that I, that either I feel them or I don't feel them. But either way, I have to eat 150,000 um, IUs of vitamins a, a week, right? And they come in these medical wafers, right? And my insurance don't cover it. Okay. So it's forty dollars a month. I have two other medications that I take. They're three month supplies. Okay. One of them is if I if I bought if I got the 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 brand name version of the medicine, which is for my thyroid, it's three hundred dollars for three months. Because I use the generic one, it's thirty dollars. I'm sorry, $10, whatever it is. But the other one is, is $30, the other medicine that I have. is the same same thing. Like, this is a fucking rat. Like, the pharmacist, now my pharmacist is like, yo, listen, man. They they put me on some nasal spray, some shit, because they found something in, in my nasal cavity. And the doctor's like, yeah, you know, nasal spray will help you. I'm like, all right, I don't really want to get into nasal spray, because then it that, that becomes addictive. But the dude behind the counter was like, yo, I could charge you 40 bucks for this one. But if you go down aisle nine and grab that one, it's only fourteen dollars. And I was like, "Shit, that's crazy." But this is how it is. Anyway, I'm I'm going off the rails. My point is, at what point do can we just can we get some positive leaders on each side of the You know, like it can't be all the blue and it can't be all the red's fault. Well, the blue has the house, and the, and the red has this, and the blue has that. Well, you know what? If we had, if we didn't have fucking career politicians up there at in Capitol Hill that have been around for like since the fucking the, the Stone Age, then maybe, just maybe, if we had some younger, smarter people on both ends of the, of the fucking coin, then maybe we can they can put their heads together and still have these platforms that they're for and against. But you'd have a better, better structure on how things are done in this country. You know, and I could be talking out of my asshole. I could be dead wrong about this and whatever. It's my opinion and whatever. You can fast forward to the wrestling shit or keep listening, which is fine. Um, but that's just how it is. You know, we need to put smarter people in place this starts grassroots though this goes low and i've said this before in a few filatorials like this goes like locally how many people how many in in your state where you live guys how many how many of the local politicians do you know do you know at, all, at any of them at all whether you're red blue and de- like or like me independent do you know who your people are i know i i, I if i walk down my block and I live in a borough of red, even though my 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 state is blue. I am surrounded by Republicans, okay, with their fucking Trump flags and their fuck Brandon T-shirts in the in the mall every day, in the store, and they got their 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 F one fifty trucks, and their women are wearing leopard print. I don't know what the hell it is with leopard print and pickup trucks in Staten Island. I, I still I told you this last week. I still don't get it. Um, you know, I I live in a in a in a borough of red, and they're pretty hip on who their people are, right? I'll give them that. I disagree with ninety five percent of what they what they stand for, but I'll give them their props. They are they they know who their people are. They vote for them consistently, every four years, every two years, they vote consistently for this for that for their party. And they keep it tight. So why can't forty four percent of th- of the three hundred million people in this country that can vote do that for their for for their for their towns, for their states, for their cities? Why? I don't understand. And then I'm told, well, you know, it's it's on purpose. You know, the low income places they, they they don't have the the um the resources. That's a bunch of shit. Okay. Some of these politicians really roll up their sleeves and go into these neighborhoods, grassroots, and do their thing. But the big guys, they don't give a fuck about you. You know, these Trump, I see these, little, I see these Trump people on TikTok. And he did this. He did that. He did this for me. He did. He did that for you, right? He did this for me. No, he didn't give a fuck about you. Okay, well, then. Oh, Biden did this for me. Biden did that for me. Biden did. He did not give a fuck about you and didn't do it for you. And they made that abundantly clear. These two, these two Jamooks, and everybody else up in Capitol Hill. They made that abundantly clear when they literally started watching our country burn. Okay, with shutting down pipelines and 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 fuel being almost $7 a gallon, okay? Or a watermelon being $3 a fucking pound. $7 for an avocado, pound of avocados. Get the fuck out of here. Soda is now $3 a bottle, and that's for a fucking 20 ounce. At Midwest, it's soda, not pop. Sorry. Just putting that out there, all right? Anyway, it's. They made that abundantly clear when they stopped giving a fuck about the public. And this is just not today. This has been going on for a million zillion fucking years. Okay? But it affects generations more or less than others. So what do you do? You know, what are you going to do? I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to follow my heart and I'm going to take my mind and worry about the platforms that 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 affect me and my fa- and my family and my friends around me and I'm going to put my best foot forward and vote for who I think is going to help fix all of this will they do it probably not but that's democracy that's democracy Putting your best foot forward and hoping for the best is the If you don't vote, you don't have a voice. And if you don't have a voice, you don't matter. Okay, you matter, you know, to your friends and to your family, you know. You matter to me because I love you if you know me. Even if I don't know you, I still love you. But if you know me, I love you even more. You matter to me. But you don't matter in the the grand scheme of things because you don't have a voice. So, and then when you have a voice and use all these platforms like social media, you know, you're, and the less like-minded people are going to fucking, no, 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 you're, and then it becomes like a thing where you're this and you're that, and it's like, it's not, it it becomes, the human element has been taken out of it completely. Which scares me because you need humans to do this. So if you're taking the human element out of it, you're 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 totally shutting down that part of the system, and 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 the system is always going to set itself up to fail. So my now everybody's making this grand exit out of my state because let's face it, it's hard to live here. I'm if I I swear to God if I didn't have my son to care for, I don't really care for him like that like I used to. But I mean, he's in my life, and he's literally. A, a 10 minute walk from here and I can see him anytime I want if I need to, you know, but um, like if I didn't have him and if I didn't have some of you know, m- my job and stuff like that, um, some relationships, I would leave here and live somewhere cheaper. Well, you know, course of course living is not everywhere I'm differently. And I just want to live. Okay. I just want to live. I want to wake up happier than I was yesterday. And lately that's not happening. I have two goals. I set two goals for myself three years ago this October. Two goals. I want to be happier than I was the day before and I want to be a burden to nobody. So far, so good. Except for lately. You know, at what point do you do you really feel like you made a difference? Me? It's 460 of these, if anything else. I'm sure I've, I, I know for a fact I've saved a couple of lives on the street in an ambulance. I've saved a couple of lives behind a microphone on, 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 the, fo- on the phone as a dispatcher, as, as an emergency dispatcher. I know for a fact that I've actually saved a couple of lives doing this. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I don't want no I don't want no extra extra special treatment because of that. I just want you to know that I'm doing this because I want to do it. And if I help somebody else along the way besides if I entertain you guys then I'm definitely doing my job, but if I help somebody along the way I mean what? I mean i have I've I've I won. I won. And if I do nothing else good in this life, if I leave this earth tomorrow you got 460 reasons why I keep I keep going besides my son the job didn't define me the job um, humbled me the podcast didn't define me it humbled me it defined who I who I became it's not who I am all the time. And I guess maybe it is with the podcast. I'm pretty transparent. I can't be transparent at work, apparently. (laughs) It's not very popular, apparently. Who knew, right? Duh. You know, but I'm here. I'm transparent here. And you guys get it. And I love you all for it. I I sincerely love you all. And I'll thank you all officially. Excuse me. I'll thank you all officially when we do the the, uh, anniversary show at the end of the month. And... You Know this time of year, I give her nostalgic because it's also my, my middle sister's birthday the day I started the podcast. So, and I don't, and I, I haven't seen her in a couple of years, and it's it's, no, it's another story, but um, she knows I love her, and I know she listens, she doesn't like wrestling, but I know she listens. So, I love you, Tony Lynn. Happy birthday when you get this on the, on the third. So, I love you, I miss you, and I want you to know that uh, I don't want you to be alone. And I don't want you to be unhappy, and I don't want you to reach out to somebody and get, get the help that you need. And uh, that's pretty much it with that. Um, what else do we have on this list? Holy shit balls! Holy balls. How about, how about R. Kelly being sentenced to 30 years in prison? Finally, huh? This guy's a fucking disaster, and I love his music. Oh, God. I, I, and I feel guilty now playing his music, you know? I I, listen, and I said this. I said this to Jay last week or two weeks ago, with Bill Cosby and all these other people. No, and Vince McMahon. No one is bigger than the system. You will never beat the system, and if you do, you're going to get caught eventually. And that's what he did, and now he gets caught. All right, I got wrestling to talk about, like a lot of it. Not a lot of it, but I got enough. How long have I been going? Let me check this because I've been laying on my couch talking to you guys. Holy shit, forty five minutes. Oh my good gravy! Um, yeah, I got some. I got some stuff. We're gonna talk about Forbidden Door, Blood and Guts, uh, Money in the Bank. I got some Ric Flash shit, and I opened up the show with uh, with one of the Great American Bashes, which started on the sixth in '85. But there's no audio to these fucking videos that that are on the net and on Peacock and WWF and all WWE and NWA. All the big matches. Great, they restored them, but they didn't put any fucking commentary to them because they were all, like, they were tours, so they didn't have, like, pay-per-views at that point consecutively, you know? Anyway, let's take a quick break. Let's plug our friends. I have to make tinkles, and we're going to talk some wrestling because that's what we all were—a wrestling podcast, and you guys all know this on the Star Spangletorial edition of the Turnbuckle Throwbacks, episode 460. It's Phil... It's, I can't even say it's Augie. He's in his bed still. He's very lazy today. And uh, we are Terroco Throwbacks, and we will be right back. Lord Alfred Hayes, take it to the break, please.
0: Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Are you tired of being uninformed? Together, we can change all of that. Experience a podcast like you've never heard before. You'll gain knowledge, have some laughs, because we believe this is the last AEW podcast you'll ever need. Join us every Wednesday night at 10:15 p.m. on RantEMradio.com and Facebook Live. We can also be found on all major podcast forums as part of the Shining Wizards Network. So stop listening to inferior AEW podcasts and bring a new podcast into your life by joining us. Join the Mark Order Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at MarkOrderPod and on Facebook.com slash MarkOrderPod. Don't forget to tag us on social media and use hashtag JoinTheMarkOrder because if you don't find us, we will find you. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed.
1: to listen every Sunday, anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack de-platform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network.
0: Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? It's Tony Schiavone of AEW, and you are listening to the Turnbuckle Throwbacks with Phil J. and that pain in the ass, Choppy.
1: 30 years old, November. I am so old. I saw... Oh, my God. I just watched... um, uh, Drew Stone on YouTube. He's a film guy. He he did a lot of... Does a lot of videos for metal, hardcore videos and all that. He had Evan Seinfeld from Biohazard on there. Biohazard, one of my favorite bands of all time. They're very polarizing. Um, the whole Brooklyn thing, the metal, hardcore... Crossover for me was amazing. And I, I remember seeing them. June it was June 11th of 94. I saw them. They had a record release party for their third album. It was State of the World Dress. And it was fucking the Roseland. 10.50 for the ticket. And that's when I first. I mean, I knew Ball but I fell in love with them. It was Madball. Mara- they, opened, they, they were the headliner. And it was Ball, Marauder, Crown of Thorns, Bulldoze. Shit, was it more bad? Anyway, it doesn't matter. It was June 11th. The Rangers were in the Stanley Cup. It was fucking amazing time in my life. I was 19 years old. I was engulfed in the hardcore scene. And they had two sold-out nights at the Roseland Ballroom. And it was fantastic. So, anyway, 460 episodes of Terminal Throwbacks. Ten years in the making. I am Phil Ray. I am back with you guys. And I'll talk a little wrestling, and then I'll start my weekend. So, I want to look at my notes here. Yeah, so I read yesterday that um that they, that they the E signed Logan Paul to a contract. So, and this is one of the things that Deontay posted yesterday on the page, and I remember Justin from Make Inclusive was like, you know what? It's okay if he takes it seriously. And I got to agree with Justin from Make Inclusive every Sunday, by the way. Shining Wizards Network, G-Plug. Those guys are awesome. Him and Vince are fucking awesome. And, uh, you know, with that, and I don't care. If you're a celebrity and you want to wrestle, be serious about it. Take the bumps. Do the training. uh, Bad Bunny did it. Johnny Knoxville did it to an extent. He just takes bumps anyway (laughs) because he's a jackass, but... But, guys, if you're serious about it, take the bumps Logan Paul. I'm not a fan of his. I don't know anything really about him except for what he did on T wrestling. I know who he is. I just don't follow his career. I really don't care. Um, but he wants to wrestle the Miz at SummerSlam. Okay? And he's already taken, he's already done some training, so it's not like he just signed, he's blinded. But he's he's in. He's a, super, he's a WWE superstar, allegedly, you know. Uh, but... I don't care as long as it's entertaining and it doesn't. If it if it looks like shit, then it'll for me. Unless he has like a five star match after that, it'll never be redeeming for me. You know, this is a craft, and um, this new generation of superstars. I take nothing from them. They are nothing short of brilliant. Um, But still, the basics. It's still storytelling. It still has to be entertaining, but it has to look legitimate. Okay, we all know it's a work. We all know it's fixed. Um, But so is the ballet, you know, so is uh Broadway shows and so are movies. But we go see them anyway, right? Because you want to be entertained, because you want to suspend your disbeliefs and you want to be taken away from all the stuff that makes you upset and horrible feeling in life. You want to be entertained for a couple hours a day, week, year, whatever. That's what it is. Okay, so good for him. We'll stick with WWE for a second because we have Money in the Bank tomorrow, not Sunday, which is weird. But you know what? We'll get into it. We'll get into the card, and um, we will get into the card. And I'll break it down real quickly because I don't want to spend all much time on this, but we'll see what happens. Let me scroll down to the beginning. Okay, all right. The uh, undisputed tag titles are on the line. Usos against the Street Profits. I think the prop. I think the Usos will retain. Uh, theory defends the U.S. title against Bobby Lashley. I'm gonna take Theory on that one. I've mentioned Ronda Rousey and how disappointed I am in her in her work since she's back. I feel like she's not like the same person. I don't know if it's motherhood. I don't know if it's just the desire that she had it for initially, um, to be a WWE superstar. But now it's like it's almost like it's run of the mill. Like she came back just for the fucking paycheck, and it's like, I I, I get it, Charlotte's hurt, but there's other girls to to insert opponent here. N- Natty Nightheart being the safe, fucking awesome opponent for her because Natty's a you know, N- Natty's a ground wrestler. She's a fucking heart. You know what I'm saying? She's from that family, so she, and she was always a good worker, all right? And her sister is nice on the eyes, by the way. I don't know if you've ever seen her sister, but she's a looker, as they say back in the day. Now, so Natty's uh, going for the title, the SmackDown women's title, and Natty's beating Rousey, like, in promos convincingly. And I don't even think they're giving her any credit. You know, even though I think that they're going to have Ronda Rousey retain. I don't know if it's a, it's like a deal, right? But I tell you, man, I'm very disappointed because I like Ronda Rousey. I think she's perfect for the role. I think she's not taking it fucking seriously, though. We'll stick to the skirts. Bianca Belair is gonna defend her Raw Women's Title against Carmella, who I have no love for. I don't like Carmella at all. I think she's terrible in the ring. I think she's terrible on the mic. She's nice on the eyes. She's not from Staten Island, by the way. I think she's from Florida or New England, but she builds herself from Staten Island. She looks like she's from Staten Island. She definitely dresses like she's from Staten Island, but she's not from Staten Island. So for all my Staten Island, uh, you know, originals here who were born and raised, uh, I, 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 I'm going to apologize for from the wrestling community. I apologize in advance for, uh, for her, as they say in the street, faking the funk, you know. But Bianca Belair is on, on, on fire right now. She's the EST of WWE, and she will definitely retain against the uh, Miss Carmella or Mrs. Uh, who's her husband, the ring announcer? I'm not ring announcer, the commentator. Fucking Corey Graves. They're like an item now. I think they're married. Um, Money in the Bank women's match. We'll stick to the skirts. We got Becky Lynch. Shotzi Blackheart. She can't call herself Blackheart no more, so it's Shotzi. Oscar, Raquel Rodriguez, or as Choppy would say, Puerto Rican China. Liv Morgan, Alexa Bliss, and the returning Lacey Evans. Let's give Liv Morgan the rub, huh? She's been a soldier through all this. You know, she's been, you know, on Raw every week, fighting or SmackDown. Whatever, whatever. She's on TV every week. She's killing it. Um I you know, I could see Raquel getting it. Actually, when you look at if you look if you break down each girl, each woman, I should say, you break down all these characters right now, they all have good stories going. Somewhat of good stories. So if any of these girls win, it'll be a nice cash in for the money in the bank. But I think Liv Morgan's gonna take it. So we'll move right on. I'm looking forward to this match in particular. Uh, the men's money in the bank. It's Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, almost Sami Zayn, Riddle, and someone else. Um, Riddle's been on a fucking high lately since Randy Orton's been hurt. So I think Riddle's going to win. I don't know who the uh, open spot's going to be at KLS at this point. They've been, they, you know... McIntyre will probably get the shot at the title at Clash of the Castle because it's in, in, in the UK. Um but and Rollins can always be slotted to any spot in time. Riddle, meanwhile, has the only path of getting with Reigns, and that's winning the money in the bank. So it makes sense for him to win it. So which is why I think that's why I don't think is winning it. So I'm sorry, Sheamus is in that too. Isn't it? It's Drew, McIntyre, Drew uh, she- Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Almost, Sami Zayn, Riddle, and I think somebody else. Okay. Um, and I think that's it with that. All right. So, had a nice weekend last week. The boy was over. We got s- snacks and we watched Forbidden Door. All four hours of it. So, it was good. Um, the buy-in was good. Goto and Yoshihashi um, won their opening match. Um, let's see here. What was it? Let me see. Let me see. It was Goto and Yoshihashi versus Solo and QT Marshall. That was a good match. Uh, Nick Camarado, Fortland Lance Archer. I don't know why, but everybody dies. Okay. Swerving Lee. Won their bout against Kanemaru and Desperado. A little disappointed. I wanted all the New Japan guys to win like some of the matches so they can, you know. But Lee are on a roll right now. Uh, the last buy-in was an eight-man tag bout with uh, Max Caster and the and the Ass Boys taking on Uemura, Alex Coughlin, the DKC, Kevin Knight. Um, That's all the New Japan Nelly Dojo guys. Um, but the caster and, and the guns, uh, the, the ass boys won, so. Um, QT Marshall's a jerk-off, whatever. Lance Archer really, he hit, he hit it in his match. He hit his head when he hit the cannonball in, in into the ring. Pretty scary, but he got right back up. Was like, oh, God, he hit it. I was like, ooh, I did one of those, you know. Um, I like the stretch muffler submission spot. In the Swerve, that Des- Swerve and Desperado, that was pretty cool. Um, I like Swerve; he's good, man. Desperado is probably the best junior heavyweight in the world right now. By the way, fight me on that. T- <laughs> I'm joking. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, what else to go? All right, opening match: Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki versus Eddie Kingston, Wheelie Uto, and Shudo Amino. Um, Mino is a uh, Red Shoes' son. That was a good match. I enjoyed that. Heel team won. You know, hit the Judas effect on. But Shooter got some licks. I'm telling you, Shooter's gonna be a star, man. If he he has that Tanahashi hair too, good for him. Good for him. The crowd loved Minoru Suzuki. Who doesn't love Minoru Suzuki? Okay. Um, Eddie Kingston. The exchange with Eddie Kingston and Suzuki was amazing. Um of course when Minoru Suzuki no sells anybody and make and does those facial expressions. Um it's great. And sh and and, and Uta? Fucking brilliant. Um match of the night for me, I think. Uh FTR versus United Empire versus Rapongi Vice for both the ROH and IWGP tag titles. I said it last week, if FTR wins these belts, they legitimately can really call themselves the best in the world. They have, And they also have the AAA tag team titles, too. A lot of gold on this tag team. Very, this, It's very Road Warrior-ish, going to different companies and winning all this gold at once. Um, I still hate that music. It's growing on me, though. But FTR is right now the best team in the world. Um, Young Bucks take a seat. Briscoes can't aren't allowed to defend their honor. No pun intended, because Warner Brothers sucks a big fat donkey dick. Um FTR is was, was over more than anybody else, obviously. Um, someone made a Jeff Cobb rhino reference. So can we get a paternity test on Maury? Is Maury still a thing? I don't even know. Um and what and Tremperetta, I know he's a tag team guy, but he deserves a couple. And the reason why he left for Pongy Vice was to go was to go solo, and he couldn't even go solo because he got fucking hurt, and now he's and he then he went to AEW. And I nothing against Chucky and 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 Orange Cassie and all his cats, but like Tremperetta could be a good singles wrestler, man. That's another thing I want you guys to fight me on. Uh, this match was good. This was for the new um AEW. All-Atlantic championship title. Uh Pac versus Miro versus Malachi Black versus Clark Connors subbing for um uh I believe it was Takahashi who was who was uh has the Rona or, or has fever or something. Couldn't leave the country. Uh I like Clark Connors, but I and I wanted Pac to win and he did. Good for him. He hit the four fifty. And then he hit Connors with the the brutalizer for the win. Fucking great. Um. I, they repackaged Miro and the crowd didn't care. A little disappointed in that. I'm not gonna lie about it. Um. But it just, I mean, it just goes to show that, you know, sometimes when you f- when you when you're forgotten on television, um, the fans are not kind if they didn't like you to begin with. But. Um, but Pac and Malachi Black have good chemistry, though. You know, and I love Miro's, uh, Miro might have the best camel clutch. Um, I know Sheiky Baby had a really good one, but Miro just looks, his camel clutch is menacing. So, um, this was a fun match. This was a, it became a six-man because, um, because, uh, someone else got, was hurt, too, so. This was the Bullet Club. Um for one night, Nick and Matt Jackson joined the Bullet Club with El Fantasmo, Hikaleyu in their corner against the dudes with attitudes. It was um Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo Takaji. Uh Sting doing the spots at sixty something years old. Really weird. But uh, it was it's a good match. Um a bit a, a lack of selling. I mean, Sting knows selling is one thing, but everybody else taking recovering big, f- recovering from big spots was just too fucking, a little too quick for me. Shingo was able to get the win by pinning Clark Connors. Connors has a, has a future in this business. Um, if New Japan does it right by him, he could be a champion one day. Um, he's got he's very well proportioned. He's a, he's, a, he's a, and he's a good hand right now. They got a lot of young boys that can get it done. So the old guys better watch their back. Um. Uh, you know, it is what it is. Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm tore it up for the women's title. Uh Thunder Rose is a star. Tony and we know we all know Tony Storm is it was a was never given an opportunity. Now she has an opportunity if she stays. Um That fucking pile driver she hit though on Tony Storm, brutal. I mean in a good way, but brutal. Um and serving up those plate of chops, huh? starving now. Love those chops on the women. Um the IWGP US title match, Will Ospreay against Orange Cassidy. Not Orange Cassidy guy at all. Okay. And anyone expecting to see like a comedy match was very surprised. I like me, I was surprised. Will Ospreay arguably right now in some conversations I've had on social media, Twitter, Instagram, whatever. Right now, Will Ospreay, pound for pound, could be the best wrestler in the world. It's it's debatable. You have Okada. You know, there's a couple of guys that are just on their game right now, right? But um, Will Ospreay comes back after COVID, after being hurt, like still consistently putting on matches. Quality, amazing matches. Jay White, same thing. Sorry, Rob. Jay White, same thing. It just it, it, it's Jay White, Okada, Will Ospreay. You know, and they're all new. And ironically, they're all wrestling for the same company. You go stateside, you got the Roman Reigns of the world, you got the Pox of the world, you got. You know, you want to put John Moxley in there. I won't, but you can because he's, he's a. Uh, oh, excuse me. Pardon me. He's a, uh, he's there. He's the interim, you know, till till uh Punk gets back. But he's a he's a name. He's a he's a, he's a presence. People like him. Daniel uh, Brian Danielson's still in, in in that mix too, because even though know he's hurt, Adam Cole's in that mix. You can slightly move Hangman over there. Tanahashi's still Tanahashi, so. But Osprey wins the match. It's pretty good. And then Shibata shows up. That was pretty cool. And helps out with the attack from the United Empire. And Orange puts the glasses on him. What are we doing with Shibata? What are we doing with one of the greatest talents in the world who just didn't who sadly had a subdural hematoma and never really fully recovered from it? What do we do with, with with Shibata? Huh? It was him. Tanahashi Nakamura, the three guys that were going to take fucking wrestling into the next uh, couple of next 20-30 years. Didn't work out for him. Is he recovered? He made a couple of spots, a couple of spot appearances. Is he back? Can we throw him in the mix? Can he fight Osprey? Can he fight Okada? Can he fight Tanahashi? Can he fight Jay Whitehall? Can he fight all these guys? Because if he if he does. It's either him or Kenta that I want to run uh, New Japan, but that's besides the point. Um let's see. And of course, uh is a mystery opponent was Claudio Casignoli. You know him as Cesaro. He looked great. Um I would have loved to see Marty Skrull. Obviously it wasn't gonna happen. Gargano wasn't doing it, but it was it was Claudio. I told my boy Espo that day it was as, it was gonna be Claudio. They had a good match, but he uh he hit the power bomb, Zach Saber Jr. uh to win the match. Very successful AEW debut. Um how about Saber count countering a sharpshooter into a heel hook? Who else is doing that right now? Who else can get out of a sharpshooter and turn it into a hook like that? Maybe Taz in his in his heyday, you know. Maybe. I don't know. But, I don't know, man. Maybe Mr. Perfect? I don't know. Kurt Angle? I don't know. And for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, Jay defends defend and against Hangman Adam Page, the Rainmaker, rocata and Adam Cole. Baby! So, the match was good up until... Adam Cole gets hurt. Apparently he had a um, a concussion. But it was just, like, they cleared the ring, White and Cole threw their lines out the window, obviously. Had a bunch of sequence of near-fall Ring of Honor New Japan spots, and then they did all the tempting, tempting to finish all the minute finishing moves on all four men. In the end, it was Jay White who gets the cover, very lackluster. The match was good, though. The match was solid. Okada got a fucking huge pop, man. Um the crowd was hot for this though. Even before they even before the the, the first punch was thrown, the holy shit was really cool. I like that. Um you know, um the super kick was mastered. <laughs> Everybody who could throw a good super kick was in was an honest guard. on card. Whether it was the Bucks, Cole, Page, whatever. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then of course for the interim AEW title, John Moxley beats Tanahashi. Um, you know, it it was a good, it was a nice match. Uh, Moxley won with the, uh, the, what was it, the paradigm shift, the paradigm shift, whatever they call it. Um, but it was, it was, the show had limited buildup, like I mentioned. And then, several injuries, which was, and I, that's why I said last week it felt forced, right? But it was a good match. It was a good card. Um, they, and then, and Tanahashi had a nice moment after the match. They showed each other a lot of respect. And then, of course, Jericho's crew comes in. And then, Yuda Santana, Ortiz, Claudio. Huge brawl. Leading up to Blood and Guts on Wednesday night. Okay. So, with that being said, um, I, first of all, I, this is not a knock on, on AEW, because I, I do like AEW a lot. I do. I'm very fond of the AEW. Um, but, you know, hold on a second. Let me see here. my my bearings here because I'm laying on the couch and being lazy. Let me see here. Um, If you're going to plug a Blood and Guts War Games cage match type of deal as your main event and you know you're going to go almost an hour, can we buy some more advertising time and be commercial free? First of all, it's live. All right, that's first of all. Second of all, it's a major story angle, storyline leading up to a this big cage match, double cage, big teams, a lot of personalities, a lot of characters, going to be a lot of spots, a lot of blood, right? I don't want to see a picture in picture. I don't. I do not. It is a fucking waste of time, and you're taking away from the talent. You're taking away from the match. This is not a uh, regular, oh, go picture-in-picture. The match isn't going to end. All right? So you want to do a picture-in-picture in the first hour of the show for the second or third match, okay. But can we buy some time? Can we go commercial free for forty minutes? Can we do that? Can you? Listen, I know TV is expensive, but the guy's a fucking billionaire. He could buy the time. He bought Martha Hart a fucking hour of time for a twenty-minute fucking presentation for trophies and belts. You can't buy time on television. You can't. You can't ask TBS, TNT, one of people to give you a fucking, uh, you know, give you a break. I must tell you, man. I was, I, I, I got home from work. I want to say, right, before, right at nine o'clock. So I was excited. I sat down, made a sandwich for dinner, sat down. I was like, this is gonna be great. I get a war games match in the middle of the fucking week in June. All oh, right, all oh, right. It feels like the Great American Bash all over again. Sat down, and. Just ridiculous. So, I know I'm skipping ahead. That that was the main event, but I'll, uh, you know, uh but, I'll, but it just, it just it just it just bothers me that, they, that 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 happened like that, you know. Uh the Christian Cage promo was good. He brought out Luchasaurus to, to for squash match. Dan Housen was fighting the Gun Club and Max Castor, and he he needs a Mister. He needs a two tag team partners. So, FTR tagged up with him. That was a great match. Jade Cargill is still undefeated um, as the TBS champion. She beat Layla Gray, who was from Queens, by the way. Queens, shout out to the Queens, my hometown. And uh, Orange Cassie had a great opening match with uh, Ethan Page. That was a good match. And then, of course, the Blood and Guts. And they did a spot on the top of the cage where it was Claudio and... I forget, hold me just fast forward this for a minute, hold on a minute. Um, it was, they were on top of the cage. It was Jericho and, and, and Eddie Kingston, and then it was, I want to say Claudio and Sammy. Hold on a second, let me just, I forgot already. Hold on a minute. Let me see here. Was it that? Yeah, yeah, it was there, yeah, and, and then Claudio got his submission on and then stealing the thunder from Eddie Kingston sitting up the stage for their match, which is a carryover from their days in Chikara. They have a, they have history. But the Blackpool Combat Club did defeat the Jericho Appreciation Society. They were chanting, We the People, when, when Jake Hager and Cassagnoli were fighting. That was pretty, pretty cool. Um... Ruby Soho making the save when Ty Conti tried getting involved. Ty Conti's dress was way too short. And you almost saw the cookies, which was pretty cool. Um, but she was the heater. She had all the fucking, you know, the weapons and stuff. Then she caught that ass whooping. And then, of course, the spot of the night. Kingston sending Cedney Guevara from the top of the cage with a table, a wooden table. Uh, uh, I'm not saying it wasn't a table. It was like a platform, like a setup, whatever. Oh, no, um, it wasn't... Um, Claudio didn't tap out uh Sammy because Sammy was dead obviously. I'm sorry. I, it was Maynard, one of the fucking Canadian kids. Um that was Robin Kingston of him humbling Jericho. So that was it, man. That was your week of wrestling. Fun times, huh? Good times. I mean, I, I it's listen, AEW's great. You know, I'm more excited about the, the Ring of Honor pay per view right now on Ju- uh, July twenty third from Cat from Massachusetts, Lowell Mass. And uh, what the arena was that? The fucking Zorbus arena. Forget. So, and the only match that I saw was signed so far was um, was Jay Lethal I think against Samoa Joe. So that should be a deal. Listen, I went an hour and a half. We did it. We did. We did almost a whole episode. How about that? you fucking maniacs. I'm going to get out of here and start my weekend. But I want to say thank you guys before I do that for everything. And, um, and again, like I said, it's third, It's a 10th anniversary uh, this weekend. but We're going to celebrate in style end of the month. And I just want to thank everybody for supporting us throughout the years. It's been an absolute blast. And I'll thank you guys all in detail, I promise you. Um, and I'm sure Jay and hopefully Choppy will be with us too. Um, that would be really helpful So <laughs> uh, But yes, let's get out of here And play some music You guys don't know the social media handles Anchor FM terminal, Pro Wrestling slash terminal throwbacks. Be a mark, buy the shirt Okay, do us all a favor, huh? Buy a fucking shirt And uh, hit us up, man We're very accessible We love you guys so much Thank you for hanging out with us Enjoy your 4th of July if you're not working. Don't blow up any fireworks. You'll lose a nub. Be safe. Be careful. Love one another. Don't be a jerk off. Don't get arrested. Don't get the clap. Don't get the rona. Don't get the, the fucking monkey pox, man. Good night. Good day. Peace out. Shalom. Love ya. Peace.